Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Back to school is here and with it. So are all of the transitions that make this time of year feel particularly hectic. Oh, yeah. And in the midst of it all, we're looking for a few moments to breathe and also to have some fun. Enter KiwiCo. They provide a breather for us and fun for the kids in one handy box delivered straight to your door. Every month, KiwiCo sends your child everything they need to work on a cool, hands-on science or art project. The kids can literally open the box and get started. No shopping or legwork for us. Ella has been really into the doodle crates recently, which engage her in projects like journaling and soap making that really delight her artistic side. It's so needed after a long day of school. And Oliver is such a builder. He loves the tinker crates. He gets to build awesome things like walking robots and a hydraulic claw. The crates always deliver real engineering, science, and art projects. Honestly, they're so cool that sometimes I kind of get wrapped up in helping him. But it sure does help knowing that I don't have to help unless I want to. It is such a joy to watch them have fun, be creative, and know that they're also learning new things and exploring new concepts without leaving home. From sailing the solar system to engineering a drip irrigation system and more, with KiwiCo, there's something for every kid at every age. Go to KiwiCo.com to try KiwiCo today. And don't forget to use the code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout to get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com, coupon code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Stacy, we've talked forever about your lunchbox veggie strategy, which is a list of go-to vegetables that your family loves and are easy to pack that you grab every time you go to the market, whether or not you've planned a meal or made a shopping list. It's true. I've been doing it for years because it helps ensure that I always have veggies for packing lunch, 
even when I'm at my least organized. (laughs) And the number one veggie on my lunchbox veggies shopping list is always grape tomatoes because they are sweet, great tasting year round and easy to take on the go. Us too, which is why we couldn't be more excited about our latest sponsor, Nature Sweet, producers of cherubs and constellation tomatoes, which you can find in our grocery carts every single week. Even more exciting than working with a brand we already love and buy is when our favorite brands launch new products that make life even easier. Our favorite grape tomatoes are now available in super convenient to-go packs that you can grab, pack, and eat. No washing or peeling, just sweet and ready to eat. Both Nature Sweet Cherubs and their Constellations Mix are available in the brand new to-go packs, which come single or in a multi-pack of free that you can store in the fridge without worrying about the quality of your tomatoes. Like all Nature Sweet snacking tomatoes, they are non-GMO and come in packages that are made of recycled material and fully recyclable. So basically, our favorite sweet snacking tomatoes, packed ready to eat, straight from the fridge and already portioned, it's almost too convenient. Almost, Megan, (laughs) but not at all. Bring it on. To learn more about Nature Sweet Cherubs and Constellation To Go Packs and the Nature Sweet 9-Day Get Real Challenge, visit naturesweet.com backslash promotions or at NS Tomatoes on Instagram. So it's just creating intimate little moments around your kitchen that remind you that it's still beautiful to be human. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Hey guys, before we get into today's conversation, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you have an extra second, you know what we're going to say, rate and review. Those ratings help other busy parents and home cooks discover us. They also make us really, really happy, I have to say. (laughs) I love that you always add that. That's so great. It does. It's so true. Speaking of happiness, I think this um, episode is a little bit funny because I'm very happy in my brand new kitchen. I went from a very old, beat up, dingy, tiny, tiny kitchen to basically the kitchen of my dreams. Like if I could design it, it would look almost exactly the way it is. And it's a galley kitchen and it's super efficient. And so I am like revived in my cooking life being in my new kitchen. But Stacey, you are in the same kitchen that you've been in for 10 years since you guys renovated your kitchen longer than that. Yeah, 14. <laughs> yeah. How how are you feeling about your kitchen these days? Well, you know, it's kind of an unfair question to my kitchen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to be fair to all of my rooms, all my babies. But we renovated our home a second time right. about three years ago. But we are we live in a brownstone. We live in the top three floors. So the ground floor, which is called the parlor floor, and then the two floors above. The garden level is a separate space. And when we renovated, the main goal of that renovation was to reconfigure the bedrooms and the way that we, Mike and I and the boys, moved through our living spaces. Because the boys had a bedroom on the top floor next to ours. And they were getting big. They were sharing a room. That didn't make sense. Them taking space next to us and then having a floor below that, that 
that had a room that was very rarely used wasn't efficient. So we ended up renovating the top two floors only. We considered also renovating the kitchen just for fun, but it was just too expensive. So the top two floors of my house are like brand new to me still, (laughs) you know, they were redone three years ago. I love everything. I handpicked everything recently, not 14 years ago. So like the style is still exactly what I want. And then I go down to the parlor floor and I'm like, womp, womp. It's not just my kitchen. It's like the whole floor. And also, you know, my house is, you know, 150 years old or something like that. So one of the things we did in the first renovation, which is still what exists on the parlor floor is like at the time we had an even smaller budget and we were trying to save money everywhere we could. So we did things like keep the original parquet floors, even though they had been sanded down many times over, many times over. And they were really mismatched because, you know, these homes have been through, have so many stories to tell in Brooklyn. And we just stained it dark so that we could get a uniform color But then it had this kind of like quirky look to it and had a little piece of the original story of the house. But now the parquet is like popping up left and right. And we got a floor person to come in and was like, no, this is so this original parquet is so sanded thin. You have to replace the whole floors, which we're not going to do. So I did have a dream that I wanted to renovate or at least redo the cabinet faces, like just do a couple of key things, get a new rug. A lot of the kind of things we're talking to David about today, just some key things to refresh the space. But then we were lucky enough to find a second home in the country and we've poured our resources into that and there's no budget left. So this house (laughs) is going to be what it is in my kitchen. Just is what it is. But you know what? I feel like a lot of people are feeling like that. Like it, their kitchen is what it is. And they still have to cook. Oh my gosh. 127 meals a week. It's not 120. Is it 127 meals a week? No. Um, A lot. It's a lot. Let's just call it a lot. So this conversation feels really, really timely to me because... I like even just thinking about little things like lighting or creating moments. These are things we're going to get into with our guest today, David, really can make such a huge difference because our kitchens have been so heavily trafficked and used over the last year and a half, especially. Yes. I think we should get right into introducing David, uh, who I like started following, I think through apartment therapy on Instagram last year. And he just redid his kitchen, which he's going to talk to us all about. Um, and then I want to talk about lighting. Is that weird? Can we talk about that? No. And I'll tell you why it's not weird when we get there. Okay. Okay. So first, let's intru- Let's talk to David. David Quarles IV is a Memphis-based, multi-hyphenate creative and wellness enthusiast with a professional background in interior styling and design and jewelry design. His philosophy on life stems from doing all things from a place of love. David comes from an African-American, Afro-Caribbean, a European and indigenous American descent, a vibrant cultural background that influences his work and movement in the world. Welcome David to the podcast. David, listen, we are tired of our kitchens. We are tired of that space. 
we have just spent so much time in our kitchens cooking when we were tired, cooking when we were uninspired. You know, there's also, there have been good times too. Don't get me wrong. But being home with our kids for approximately the last year and a half has been really tough on our kitchens. Kitchen is the highest traffic area. And we want to think about how we can make that space a place that brings us some renewed joy and inspiration. So let's just start with some like quick, off the top of your head, easy, affordable ways that we can spruce up that space. So we walk in and we're like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Oh, I love that. So yeah, that's actually what I did at the height of the the pandemic because of the same thing. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to be here cooking all the time. <laughs> my kitchen is so dark and I can't believe that I was existing with it and not thriving. I was existing with it. So the first yes. thing I did <laughs> was slap on a fresh coat of paint and I didn't yeah. know what color to necessarily go for, but I know that golden hour hits so beautifully in my kitchen. And so I was like, you know what, let me just choose white as the wall color. And then I can bring color into the um, cabinets. So I did white paint on the walls, but like I could suggest as well, like if you want to bring in a wallpaper that of course can take like moisture or anything like that, but wallpaper is so much the thing right now, but you can find like the nice peel and stick that has like the really Mm -hmm. fun prints. Um, that won't be so busy, but then like, of course, if you want to take it to the next level, I did actually like disassemble and I probably shouldn't have done that now, but anyway, disassembled some, <laughs> some of my cabinets and like sanded them. And then because everything was just to back up a little bit, my kitchen was taupe and mm-hmm. like a dark taupe and then eggshell for the um, cabinets and then like really mm-hmm. dark like granite countertops. And I was just like, it feels like a weird hole where I'm cooking. Uh, And so I I put in my favorite green and that's what I ended up doing for the bottom half of the cabinets. So I painted it like this rich Kelly green that is like echoed throughout Mm. the rest of my house. And I was like, okay, let's take it up another notch. What do I need to do? So went on Amazon and changed out the knobs. Like I got 25 knobs for what, maybe $10 or something like that. And that was like an instant spruce. And from there, I just kind of like layered in some artwork and plants, of course, since I'm right now at 151. So those are some things that could, I know. You're like a full on plant dad. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, Hilton Carter, I'm coming for you. Yeah. But yeah, he is my favorite, by the way. It's just like, oh. Yes. Um, But yeah, those are some things that you can do. I always love to bring in fresh flowers. So like bringing Mm -hmm. some sorts of extra life into your kitchen can inspire you when you're having like those dance cook parties with the kids or you know like if it's by yourself and you have a glass of wine I also found this like neat little mid-century modern radio that fits with like the rest of the decor of my home and it's from um, TiVo um, Audio and they what is this I just kind of have it in there and like to hide the cords I have this um cutting board that I just kind of put behind the radio and Mm -hmm. made like a nice little vignette with like a plant on top of the radio. But it's just a way to bring in the fun. And so bringing in a radio that, you know, it kind of fits an aesthetic and it's super easy to find even on Amazon, Um, changing out the paint color, if it's going to be on your walls and or the cabinets and you don't have to do all of the cabinets. I didn't do the top cabinets, the bottom (laughs) ones. Because after I did the bottoms, I was like, 
oh, I'm not doing that on the top. No, never mind. <laughs> Let's just go yes. with it. <laughs> I love the radio because it really speaks to a lot of what we try to bring in on Didn't I Just Feed You, which is like, where is the joy both at the dinner mm-hmm. table and in cooking and having music is just an excellent source of joy. But I want to talk like brass tacks about paint. Yes. You mentioned your cabinets to start were eggshell. Are there rules about which paint finish to use in kitchens? Like let's say someone is going to repaint their walls repaint their cabinets, what what would you recommend for that? Yes, and so I would like to go with a starting at satin and higher for that. Like you don't want to go like super high gloss because I mean, unless you're going for a glam look, then that's fine. But you want something that's easy to clean. And I always recommend sanding first because like cleaning, sanding your cabinets first because you don't know like what oil has been on there from God knows when. Um, And just like anything that you may have dropped or like anything that may be absorbed in the paint. And so I really had to do it because I was painting over an oil-based paint. So sand first, of course, but then start with satin up. So that way when like the ketchup splatter is on your cabinets or like any type of anything else, then you can just take a nice wet rag and get it off really quick without taking the paint off as well. So if you go from like eggshell below, then it starts to get real chalky and you might not even know that you have extra dye in your pants and you can like scrape your knee across it and it's there's something there. So I don't know. Okay. Awesome. And then what about colors? Like, are there any hard and fast rules about colors you should just not, you should just absolutely avoid in kitchen spaces? Well, from, I guess, color psychology, like if you want to go like super nerdy about it, because I love nerding out about this, but like um, any colors that are like yellow or red that visually make orange, that would be something that you kind of avoid because it sparks like anxiety and like kind of get out, like get in and get out. That's why um, in one of my classes, what was this? They said that the colors that Mac- McDonald's uses it visually or it like mentally makes orange. And so it helps speed the productivity of people like in and out fast food. I was like, wait a minute. That's why I'm not going to. But as far as like rules of what you want to do in your home, I said that's always determined by who clicks pay on your mortgage or your rent. So there are no hard rules. Put the color in that you like. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But if it works for you, fine, live with it because it's going to make you happy. So, and now, and I really am glad that in just decor and design period, color is being such a champion because I think that we went through such a dark time that any way that we can bring color and cheer in, if we even need to paint all of our cabinets a different color on the arcoiris, on the rainbow, please, let's do it. When you said dark time, I was like, oh, he means pre-pandemic when everyone had just like white on white on white kitchen. <laughs> That's also a dark time. Not but, uh, <laughs> it's white on white. White on white. And you know, like it, it makes you, if oatmeal color scheme makes you feel good. And that's fine too, because I understand like after, if your day is really hectic and you just need to, and your kitchen is that space, go for it. Like there, there's no rules. Whatever makes you happy now is what you put in your home. Yes. So even though there are no rules, are there little tricks that you use to play with color, like thinking about the relationship between framing or molding plus the door plus the wall, like Mm -hmm. playing with two different finishes or two different complementary colors? Just like how are ways that you when you feel like getting creative, you like to kind of challenge yourself and play with color? I get out my color wheel 
And so like I look at the colors that are complementary. And so for instance, like the mill work, I always have a challenge with that. It's like, wait a minute, do I paint the door this color or do I not paint the door? But if the cabinets are this color, then what am I gonna do? Like, do I make it all go? And so I went with a rich Kelly green, like I said, for the bottom cabinets. And I always love coral doors. And since like the green is right on the other side of pink on the color wheel, like green and red, and then you kind of like move it around like this. That's how I kind of went with choosing. I'm like, well, then let me just go with the exact opposite because it's going to go. And I use music as a way to inspire my color because I'm a synesthete. And so, and specifically chromesthesia is like my thing. So I'll put on kind of like a playlist that makes me happy. And then I'll close my eyes and like, I might need to filter out even a little bit more um, by like covering up my eyes, even though they're closed and then let the song speak to me. And so I kind of go through a color wheel in my head. And then once it sticks, according to the song, then I start building out a design. I start building out like jewelry that I'm making or anything like that. And so that's what I did for that space. And um, Bossa Nova really inspires me on a lot of things because I was thinking of like golden hour and like being on like the beaches of Ipanema. And I wanted to bring that mood into my kitchen. And that's what happened. And now I feel it. I feel like I can see it, the coral and the green and, and um, like how the light kind of glimmers through. So yes. I love that it yeah. takes the inspiration onus off of places like Instagram and Pinterest because I think like a lot oh. of people get caught up in thinking like, oh, my kitchen has to be a Pinterest or an Instagram worthy kitchen. Whereas like if you're using a moment of the day, like golden hour to inspire it, it can really just be from a beautiful place of joy. Before we hear more from David, let's take a quick break to hear from more of this week's sponsors. Megan, it's no secret that I'm a maximalist who loves luxe clothing and home goods. It's also no secret that I'm a minimalist who also loves investing in a handful of small luxe things that will last in service for a long time, especially for my house. And we both love a good deal, which is why we both become obsessed with OneQuince.com, a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories. Quince partners with factories that produce well-known luxury brands and that demonstrate a commitment to high production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. They also focus on essential products with low design costs. Think cashmere cruise, super soft fleece pants, and the down comforters and hotel quality sheets that I stocked up on for my new house. I've also been doing some back-to-school shopping to stock up on fall essentials for me. <laughs> a new denim shirt, everyday gold hoop earrings, and a super cute crossbody bag. Staples are wear on repeat all season, shipped directly from the factory, no middle person, no upcharge. Altogether, that's how Quince is able to keep prices up to 50 to 80% lower than other brands. Real Simple, In Style, Fast Company, Refinery29, and Fortune all agree with us. Quince is a game changer. Take advantage of a brand new offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off any purchase of $100 or more with the code FEED10. There's always free shipping and 365-day returns. Just go to onequince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today. 
Hey, Stacy, guess who's bringing home the bacon now? <laughs> I, I hear it, friend. You must be cooking up the bacon you got in your latest Moink box. I am, and I wish you could smell and taste it too. Hey, listen, friend, I don't need to. I've got my own. I never miss out on a Moink delivery, including grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pasture pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon. It comes direct to the front door and straight into my pan. It is amazing. You honestly cannot beat the convenience. Moink makes it so easy to eat quality meat. Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and Moink meat is free of antibiotics and hormones. We're talking the highest quality meat at fair prices. But you know what we love even more than convenience? Great taste. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank, and host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. Who knew we could agree so enthusiastically with <laughs> Kevin O'Leary? Join the Moink movement along with us. And Kevin, too. Sign up at moinkbox.com slash D-I-J-F-Y and get one year's worth of free bacon. And then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get each month and cancel any time. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time only at M-O-I-N-K box.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. You have to realize too that that's where that what that is what can make something Instagrammable. You choose a, a moment because if everything was Instagrammable based on what was already on Instagram or what was already or already on Pinterest, it'd be like, oh, well, I've already seen that. So it's like, okay, well, we know that trend. That's fine. Let's keep scrolling. But then if you see something that really means something to someone, it's like, oh shoot, I want to do it. So you could be your own trend center by just going with what inspires you the most. Yes. And I love that you were inspired by the light in your kitchen too. Cause I do think even I have a tendency to go like straight for the color and to think about that as opposed to thinking about how color and light interact in a space. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, my husband and I have this ongoing thing. We've renovated our home twice and we just recently purchased a second home that we're renovating. And he's a big proponent of like go in the space, let's live in it for a while. And I'm like, nope, like chop, chop, like get everything in, like get it set up and live there. And I yes. think that there's a happy medium between the two. Like, <laughs> you know, like we don't need to take two years to figure it out, Michael, but also Stacy, let's not get in there. Like living in a space, seeing where the light comes in, seeing how you feel in this room emotionally versus how you feel in this room and how you end up wanting to use the space is such an important piece of inspiration to design your home in a way that really lasts and fills your soul. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of encouraging people to before they just jump to colors and design ideas, just to really take a moment to think about the light in the space. Mm -hmm. And also like how you feel when you're in there versus how you want to feel and then kind of go from there, take your creative process from there. Yeah, that's literally my, my creative process for anything, whether it's going to be for my home or for clients. Like I know my consultations take like, for instance, it may be an hour for like the questioning, but then I'm like, okay, is it okay if I go and do my thing? Just kind of like sit here for a second and they're like, okay, we'll get up. But like, I don't 
I'm not in there like an uncomfortable amount of time, but I want to take into account everything that they said that they wanted and then fill the spaces they wanted to fill it and then go into the design. So like, and I'll kind of like have it here and then it becomes a thing. So yeah, take your time because it's, it's your home for as long as you want it to be. So you mentioned the radio and grabbing that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Do you have other sources for very affordable little like tchotchkes or affordable art that, you know, people can look at? And also lighting. I'll say we hung, we have oh, like yeah. some track lighting in our kitchen mm-hmm. and we hung a disco ball underneath one of the track. And like, it is such a small thing. I think it was like 15 bucks on Amazon. and. Yeah. The it casts the prettiest light, and it's also just like this source of joy. So thinking not just about art and like things like wallpaper, but we'd love to know sources for other lighting. Yeah, and one thing that I did too, because of it being golden hour, I got one of those like little um, because I remember growing up with them, and my mom having them, and grandmother having them, those little light catchers. And so like the little crystal that you put in the window, so it's nice. You can like dress it out with like a little chain if you want to. Um, and I just had like some extra chain. It it just happened to be gold because I make jewelry, so I have a brass chain. Um, and I put it right at the window, so it's another way. Like if in the morning that your kitchen catches the light, or in the evening. You can have like that little light dancing around. But as far as like artwork, I would say, and what I did, and not necessarily going online, but while we can still do it and it's safe, go to your um, art markets, go to where the vendors are, the crafters are. So that way you're supporting your local economy, you're supporting the local arts community, and then you get something that's special and not necessarily mass produced. And that way, and I always say this because like I do the markets as well you let the art choose you and then that's when you bring it home so if it speaks to you it's saying hey i belong in your home because this is your history bring it home put it in that space and there you are and so it's a way to really get a special moment to you and i think as far as yeah like with um with amazon if you're going to use it they have amazing lighting and especially i think that they knew what to do during this this pandemic and like their offerings um, but like you can find really good options, like, and that's where you can use Instagram or that's where you can use Pinterest. Like I like this light. It might be mid-century modern, but let me look for the similar, um, or like the comp on Amazon and then you have it and it's not going to break the bank at all. Um, and like, as far as any suggestions that are no budget, one thing that I needed to do as well is rearrange the function of the kitchen because you don't know how much happiness that can bring of like just reorganizing that triangle and how your traffic in the kitchen, like how you use it. So like monitor your usage of the kitchen and what are your pain points and then start rearranging from there and also doing a purge. So if you open up your cabinet and it's an avalanche of like Rubbermaid and all this stuff, get it out. You're not gonna use it. It's fine. <laughs> it, listen, to-go cups, they they went. It's time. <laughs> let them go let them keep going and just really organize if you have spices that no longer have smell let those go as well like if they're caked up or anything like that just kind of purge out and reorganize your kitchen based upon your best function and what's going to make you feel good and that that helped me in the beginning and then when i was like okay i have a little bit of a budget what can i do because like my kitchen renovation was four hundred and twenty three dollars, and that was like two new lights. That gives a lot of hope to our listeners who are like, "Oh yeah, I don't have, I can't paint, paint, and do all this." It's like, yes, you can. Yeah, 
I think the splurge item for me was buying some brackets off of uh, World Market to make my coffee station because like I just went to Home Depot, got some extra like pieces of wood, two pieces of wood made a shelf. And yeah, that was my splurge item, I think, because they were $50 for the pair. And so I needed two shelves. But yeah, you can look at things like that to bring in like a little quirky moment because home or not, um, what is this? World Market is really good for that. And so like their their brackets could have like little birds on them, which is where what I got. Um, snakes, any type of like little like, oh, shoot, I like this. This is special. You get little items from there. And so and then a cabinet, like a separate like cabinet to finally like build out the full on coffee station. That is what cost me the most money. But yeah, like the paint, the knobs. I even changed out the knobs on the cabinet because it was from Target. I was like, let me make it that much more special. And there you go. There are two things I want to talk about here because I feel like hardware, like brackets, knobs, Mm -hmm. even sometimes your hinges on a cabinet, they remind me of eyebrows. I have this thing about eyebrows that I think that I think people now get it, Mm -hmm. but I had really huge eyebrows for a very long time. (laughs) And listen, I'm going somewhere. I swear it matters and it's relevant. And just shaping them made like such a massive difference. And Mm -hmm. this was like when I was 16 years old and I was like, oh my gosh, eyebrows can really frame your face in such a powerful way. And I don't feel like enough people know this. Like I need people to know that they need to pay attention to their eyebrows. (laughs) It makes a huge difference. But it's just this like little accent on your face. It'd be really easy to not think about it. Mm -hmm. To me, hardware is the eyebrow. cabinets from Home Depot, but then you get really beautiful like brass or, you know, like you said, from World Market, like a bird. And it can totally change the look. And it just is this little touch. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be expensive. It's not a huge piece of furniture. So I really appreciate (laughs) you talking about the brackets and the knobs because I think that's really really important I also love the idea of taking some something that you love about cooking or eating and drinking and thinking about how to turn that into some big moment that like if you love making cocktails set up a little like tray with your cocktail bar stuff like if your morning coffee is the happiest you ever are in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that like you have all those good associations with it? Create a little coffee nook. Build on what already brings you joy in the kitchen and turn it into something. Absolutely. You know, I think that that's, I don't I think that's genius. Yeah. No, I mean, because like I dance when I make my coffee or I know that that's when I can become human. Um, and I, I don't I don't talk to people before like 9 a.m. So this is like, David, your voice will start working after you drink this. So like I put my favorite color is yellow. Well, yellow and green. So I have like this nice little planter on there that's yellow and it has like a snake plant that's coming out of it. There's a little moment of visual happiness. And then I have plants that are kind of cascading from the shelves. I have like a little reminder of like some coffee that I like to use from the Caribbean and like things like that. So everything that you said, take a moment, make it a moment. I love that. I want to talk a little bit about how it's such a great moment to look at the things that you do every day in your kitchen. And like, I think Stacey and I both have this intuitively, but having like 
a little station that's like your salt and your pepper and your olive oil and taking a minute to make that feel stylized and beautiful. Maybe it is going to world market and buying some nice bottles to decant your olive oil and vinegar into or a, a little pinch jar that you love. But getting all that stuff every time you cook out mm -hmm. can be like a big pain point. So think about how you can like save time and maybe make your pain points more beautiful too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I did that and you like, if you don't have a world market in your area, another place that I really, or I like going for even the knobs is either Home Goods or TJ Maxx. They will always have them. The knobs may be in random places next to the uh, candles, but, and so- And the candy. Exactly, yeah. And then like some pasta, but it's okay. Um, so then you can just get everything where you need it. But, and I, I, I really do love going to Home Goods for that. So what I did and to like create that moment instead of like looking for stuff was I got a nice little wooden tray because I like having elements of wood in my design as well. And from there I put the olive oil, I put, you know, like the salt and pepper shaker and then put like a nice little reminder of like the smallest little plant, the succulent while I can have it and it's still alive and then put that there. So it's a stylized, but like a functional moment that you have. And it always looks good. You just like kind of keep it clean and I put it right next to where I cook. So then that way I don't have to reach far. It's just like, boom, there. And then when you look at it, it looks good too. You're like, oh, wait a minute, I did that. That's nice. Okay, let me not burn this. And really like TJ Maxx, I went for the bottle, $2.99 for the, the olive oil. The salt and pepper shakers, $5.99 for the pear. The most expensive thing was the tray. It's like acacia wood and it was, what, $14.99? And then the succulent, we have this really neat locally owned grocery store and they buy from farmers directly as well. And so they have like succulents all the time for maybe like $1.99. And there you go. So it's just creating itty bitty little moments around your kitchen that remind you that it's still beautiful to be human. Okay. We, I feel like I have a little, well, a little picture of what your kitchen feels like if I was mm -hmm. there, but let's say it's like a random Monday night. What are you cooking for dinner at home? Oh my goodness. So by Monday, I've probably already gone to Trader Joe's and spent way too much money on that food, but it's okay. Um, but I like to do, and I did it last night because I was like, no, I'm going to go out to eat. And all the restaurants are like, no, you're not. We're closed. So on Mondays, I don't know why I like pasta or so like I will get out just a little bit of wine. Um, but I will either make my pasta sauce from scratch just by using you know, like some canned tomatoes or if I have like some extra tomatoes from my mom's garden. Um, and then I will put like eggplant in it, put a little bit of basil. And so I like to keep it simple and then use a nice little pasta. Now, and since I'm vegan, I will use like Daya cheese, like the um, Parmesan to kind of top it off with make a nice little bread with some vegan butter. And so like garlic butter, I'll make my own. So I like to make a lot of things from scratch and then top it off with like some nice little sea salt and have my wine and listen to my music and have like the entire night to just kind of either get ready for the rest of the week or, you know, like celebrate the wins of you made it through Monday. I feel so zen, but then also I want to dance because I know I'm surrounded by greens and corals and all this like beautiful, mm -hmm. fun stuff. Yes. Is that how you feel too? <laughs> yes, no, exactly. And like, so in my, thankfully my kitchen opens up to my dining room and I have like that, I guess, Death Star light from Ikea. Um, I don't know like the exact name of it. And so it has the copper inside. And so it makes the light dance all around my, so it's kind of like a disco ball. And so 
I can basically choose the mood. So if I, and I have it on a dimmer as well. So if I wanted to like feel intimate and I'm like at a nice eating establishment, then I'll do that. And then, you know, like when the lights go dimmer, you can put like an extra light on because I do have a disco ball as well. Then it can be like, hey, you've had your dinner. It's now a club. And there you go. It's easy. <laughs> David, before you it. leave us, is there anything you want to shout, like tell, let our listeners know, projects, places they can find you? We'll yeah. share all the links to your Instagram and all your stuff on the show notes for this episode, but we uh-huh. like to give you the opportunity to... Of course, of course. Toot your own horn, so to speak. No, I have one student that always tells me that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. That's weird. No, you can find me on Instagram. It's david.quarlesiv. So david.quarles the fourth. Um, and my website is the same, davidquarlesthefourth.com. And there I have like my blog as well, because I tried to really, or I tried to do a really good job at blogging the process of either it's a design process, having my recipes that are on there, vegan recipes, because I, I think a lot of people are scared of like veganism because it's like, oh, you're going to have to eat rabbit food. I love veganizing my comfort foods, whether it's going to be like Creole food or food from the Caribbean. Um, that That's what I love doing. And that's a challenge. So I have all of those recipes on there. And let me see. I'm trying to build out uh, a YouTube a little bit, but it's really just a permanent place for my reels to, to live. Um, but yeah, you can find me on all of those places. I love doing design work like for out of town. Thankfully right now I will be booked until February of next year, but, um, I know I'm like, yes, it's working. But uh, my, my life started with virtual design. So that's also a thing. Like we sit kind of like on zoom and be like, no, you're going to place this here. I will like be with the contractors and everything. So it's super neat, but yeah, you can find me there and any upcoming projects. Um, I have some branded projects coming up right now, but in Memphis, I do get the opportunity to design this really neat restaurant. Um, it will be called Panta and it is based on the chef's love for Barcelona and his, it's kind of like a love letter to Barcelona because that's where he became a chef. And he says, that's where he became him. And so he picked me out of, um, a lot of designers and I was like are you sure you want it to be me it's a restaurant it's a whole thing and he was like I picked you because I picked you um and so he wants me to bring in like the the life and the joy that I like to bring in other spaces that I design so that's where my head will be for the next three weeks and then afterwards I'll be out again for like a week while they're approving it and then we're back in the work to get it done uh for the following month so that's what's happening now I'm like scheming, uh, didn't I just feed you a retreat to Memphis so we can come and, yeah. and hang out with yes. you? Please. I love doing field trips. And so like in that area where it is, it's a really historic place in Memphis. Um, like I think the building might be a century old as well. So it's a big thing for me. Cool um, space to get to like be part of designing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like all the ideas. And so I'm going to sit down. I like to create next to bodies of water. So that that's the plan for like a little bit later today, just kind of go by um, and do that. But I am also and have been for the past 10 years, a Zumba instructor. So that's what I do at night. Exactly. Yes. Oh, and so, people can join the, the mm-hmm. fitness classes virtually also. Right. And that yes. can be found on your website as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just go to the fitness tab on my website, or if you're on my um, Instagram page, um, I have like to where it's design services and classes and I have like a little uh, pointing that's happening there. So it's on my link tree as well. So I that was birthed again during the pandemic and it's opened up 
a way for me to connect with others who I might not have connected with around the world. And so you can join in. We can design during the day and dance at night. That's the, that's yeah. the point. Of life. I love it. I love it. Yes. It's like my David. dream life. Like, it really <laughs> is for both Stacey and I, like, well, probably more Stacey, the design part of it, but I'll eat yeah. and dance with you guys. There we go. <laughs> Tell me. We have fun over here. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank y'all for asking me to be here. Of course. David, it's awesome to talk to you. Thank you. First of all, I'm completely obsessed with David. He is just so completely full of joy and enthusiasm and creativity. And he gave us so many great ideas. But I do want to go back (laughs) to lighting in particular. I feel like David talked to us about decorative lighting and spoke about it generally. But you know, because I've complained to you off the mic, that lighting in my kitchen is a major issue. (laughs) I cannot get it exactly right. It partly has to do with the paint color. It partly has to do with the cabinet colors. But also, like, it's a little too warm. And then we got new LED lights. And then it was a little too cold. And it really, I've realized by experimenting with different light bulbs, how much of an impact just the basic lighting has on how I experience my time in the kitchen. And I know that you take lighting very, very seriously, personally, and also in your family. (laughs) You can tell everybody why. Yes. Um, I want you to talk to us about lighting and how important it is. Okay. Well, I feel like the the explanation here and why I didn't just like jump at David and overwhelm him with technical (laughs) information is that what my husband, Brian does is um, he's a gaffer in the film industry. So he lights like little teeny tiny sets where it's like people taking pictures of a bottle of Coca-Cola and like also ginormous sets where it's like people playing in a field and there's whatever movement happening. Um, and, and so many other just like weird things that you would never think about that have to be lit, (laughs) whether it's like headshots or food or whatever. So lighting is a big deal. I will probably get it wrong. I almost feel like we should have had him come and talk to us. us. Maybe we can still do that. Maybe I can get him tomorrow when he's home. That would be so fun (laughs) to talk to us technically. But I think uh, like technically about what type of light we should use. You were mentioning you have LED lights and that like they're too cold. And Brian could probably tell us like exactly the best like wattage and cabins yeah. of lights to use. <laughs> it's sexy lighting talk. I know, right? Which is funny because sometimes I'm like, can I just like, I'll be taking a picture of something and he'll be, and he'll like interject with lights. And I'm like, it was like, for me, for what it is, it's going to go on Instagram or like Instagram stories. It was fine. And he's like, no, it was not fine. Pause because everybody, Megan is at Megan underscore Swan on Instagram. And one of my favorite things that you do that you haven't done recently. So do it again. Is when (laughs) you'll share on stories you're like, this is the photo that I took. And then Brian came in here with his lighting. And then this is the photo with lighting. Which do you guys like better? You've done it a few times. Yeah, we should. It's actually a really fun exercise. Yeah. And actually, that's like just a fun little aside, right? Which is a lot of times when I'm taking food photos, whether it's for Instagram or for didn't I just feed you like my personal Instagram versus didn't I just feed you recipe photos. 
I will like walk around, especially because I'm in my new house and I don't know the lighting very well. I will like walk around. And I think that's like a kind of a fun experiment, especially if you're in a new place is like take a plate of whatever you just made and like take a picture of it in your kitchen and then also move somewhere where you're like have direct window lighting. And like, what does that look like? Because what is most flattering for food lighting wise is also when I say flattering, but like what makes food yeah. look the most delicious versus what's flattering for humans versus task lighting is actually like very different. Like food yeah. looks beautiful in natural light, which when we're faking it with lights for film stuff is usually like a warmer, light, softer light. And so in some ways, like, humans get that like they look better with warm soft light but then for like chopping things or decorating cake what you want is that like led light that's just like yeah right white super clear light so i'll say one of the things that i love about my new kitchen let me just let me just brag on that is there is under counter lighting so there's like overhead light, several sources of overhead lighting, including the track lighting I mentioned with David, where we put the disco ball and then like oh, can lights, which are the built, like they're built into the yeah. ceiling lights. And then the uh, under cabinet lighting, which we didn't add, but I don't think is like actually very high end lighting that they added. Like it's yeah. literally drilled in uh, like stapled in under the cabinets. I'll should maybe share a picture of what it looks like. But it is hardwired to a light switch, which is nice. But he's like inexpensive. They stapled it in. They had an electrician do that last little bit. And it makes a huge difference in how the kitchen looks, how I feel in the kitchen, but also then gives great task lighting for cooking dinners. So, okay, I have a question for you, but I just want to say that in the garden rental in our brownstone, we installed under cabinet lighting, like the cabinets, you know, come down above the counter and it was just too dark on the back end of the counter and we just got it from Ikea and it was really like simple same thing like stapled and we even like I think we plugged it in I don't think it's like hardwired and then there's just a little switch but it's great it's really easy so yes to that but can we talk about temperature for a little bit because So what you said suggests that having some task lighting in the kitchen is important so that you know what you're doing. And I totally agree. Is my problem with my lighting just because I'm constantly trying to take photos for Instagram? Yes. (laughs) Like if someone's not trying to take photos for Instagram, like should their kitchen be just task lighting? Sometimes I feel like it feels too clinical too. Like it's 630. I'm done with work. I want to pour a little bit of wine. I want to go in the kitchen and that task lighting can feel too harsh. Yeah. And I think this is what David was hitting on. Like, yes, overhead lighting is great and it's super practical under cabinet lighting, super practual. But if you have space, put a lamp in your kitchen so that you can or and have dimmers on that task lighting so that you have control over the intensity of it. Because sometimes it's less about temperature, although temperature refers to whether a light is kind of like cool and blue or warm and sort of like orange that can really set, that can really set the mood. But also there's like the the actual intensity of the lighting like how bright the light is and that impacts like 
task lighting versus mood lighting, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, smart. I'm pro lamp in the kitchen. We don't have any lamps in our kitchen, but we do have two lamps in our dining room, which help make that, or not really in our dining room, but part of it's our, open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, because we actually have like two, we have like a great, this great big room, which our kitchen is in. And it's like a galley in it. And it the kitchen dead ends into what was originally the dining room, which we call the music room. And it has a small, or it could be, you could call it a breakfast room because some houses have that, yeah. right? And then like directly across from the kitchen, there will be a big dining table for like when we have a lot of people over and for doing schoolwork and all that stuff. We, it is not finished being made yet. So hopefully by like New Year's, we'll have a table in there. Yay. Yay. I think yeah. this is a great thing to hit on. David mentioned how expensive wood is right now, like talking about his yep. coffee station shelves. Uh, a lot of us are going to have to be doing refreshes or like changing the lighting, putting a new, you know, doing new backsplash, et cetera, because the lead times for so many products from paint to wood to furniture is so long right now because of how COVID has impacted supply chain. I have a sister who works in supply chain and she reminds me often why I'm waiting on furniture (laughs) and how hard it is for those people in those roles. Um, But yeah, doing a a refresh of your space can be the difference in like your happiness in the kitchen and also save you a ton of money too in the long run. Yeah. Even just grabbing a plant for now, you know, if you can't find the paint that you love, just be patient with yourself. You know, it's, if this is a home where you're going to be for a while, there's time. We just wanted to get the creative juices flowing, you know, think of it as an opportunity to like prorate your budget over time <laughs> that you can't do everything all at once. Like that can be a good thing. That's a lesson that I have learned the hard way. <laughs> uh, and just start with a plant or these moments like, you know, taking the the olive oil like you and David were talking about out of your cabinet and pouring it into a TJ Maxx 299 bottle and like placing it on a little tray next to the countertop. You'd really be surprised at how those tiny little shifts especially if you can connect them to either joy and or efficiency will make such a difference in your kitchen. Okay. I have a little challenge based on that whole idea for you. Love it. You have a hundred dollars to spend in your kitchen (gasps) to make it more beautiful, more efficient, or more joyful. What are you going to do? Oh my gosh. You want me to tell you right now? Yes. Oh you have to already okay. have something I know in what mind. I am going to do. Okay, okay, okay. I don't. I mean, I really don't. But one of the things that I don't like is that I haven't put anything up on the walls. Okay. In the kitchen. And I have these two pillars. So the first thing I'm going to do is definitely look for a combination of art and objects. So something that I really like doing is on the wall, combining art with like a piece of interest, whether it's like a tapestry or, you know, once when I was traveling, I got this beautiful like piece that has like feathers. It was almost like a little sculpture. And I actually got it framed in a plexiglass box, almost like you might in a museum. And it was really small. So it wasn't that expensive. But, you know, so I don't know, I'd have to think about what I would want it to be for my kitchen. But, you know, a couple of things for the walls. 
I don't think that the kitchen is a place for pictures. And you know how we felt live, love, laugh. Right? Yes. I'm not going there. <laughs> Just find, like, <laughs> what episode was that? That was when we talked about mommy wine culture. Yes. When we were together yes. in Austin. We'll link to that episode because we did. We yeah. were making, uh, we were poking a little fun at. We were the decor Let's in the Airbnb we hotel room thing we stayed in. Okay, you know, like something like Brooklyn has a lot of craft fairs, and I've seen these cool tea towels that are city based, where it's like Brooklyn, and it's all these like different landmarks and places of interest in Brooklyn. You know, framing a tea towel is really fun. Something like that. So I would definitely get stuff for the walls. I would definitely get a plant. I've been looking at plants more recently. I feel very sensitive about the fact that I kill plants. I don't know. I'm like a terrible (laughs) plant mom. And I'm trying to believe in myself and get over it and be like forgiving, give myself a little grace and like recommit myself to plants. But here's where I'm going to back you up on your lighting in your house especially the parlor floor, as you call it, like you don't have any direct, your kitchen is basically like in the middle of a floor. There's windows way on the other side in the like TV living area. And there's windows in the dining area way on the other side. But that might be why you like, why you struggle with plants. Cause a lot of your living spaces are sort of centered in your house. Let's say that. Let's say yeah. that. But yes. I've killed plants. I'm giving you that every, grace. I've, I've, <laughs> I've killed plants in every which direction. Okay. In every which room, outside, inside. But I'm going to I'm gonna try. Um, I think it might have to do with not watering them for a long time and then being like, oh my God, I haven't watered my plant. And then like drowning them. Yeah. But anyway, that's for another episode, I guess. Uh, and then I would create a moment. I would re-examine what exists on my counter. So right now I have like stacks of cookbooks and it, it gets a little messy, but it can look good. But I have a like toaster here. I would like rethink all of that. Like just for something new, like maybe move the cookbooks, get them out and do like an object of interest or something pretty that makes me happy instead. Yes. Okay. What about you? I know you don't really feel like you need to spruce up your kitchen. No, but this is fun, right? Like this is stuff where it's like, if you're a hundred dollars, no one's like painting their cabinets or doing new black backsplash. I don't think. Although prove me wrong, you guys and tag me on tag me on Instagram. Oh, I have another, I have another thought too. Okay. Getting some of that like pretty contact paper or stick on wallpaper and doing even like a moment inside a cabinet Yes, because I'm cooking so much that I'm opening and closing the cabinets a lot. So having an organized and pretty inside cabinet is something that I appreciate too. Yeah. Okay. Well, that took me way off track where I thought I was going to go for. Oh, do it. No, but like, no, 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 in a good way. I'm like, oh, oh, so originally I was going to say, I do have plant goals for the top of one of, we have one cabinet where it does, it's like the top of it is exposed. I don't know how to explain. It's like, we have like transom windows along the very top of the kitchen that look out Mm -hmm. into the rest of the dining area. And I've got two postos plants, which are like the viney ones there right now, but I'd love to have more plants that kind of like vine down on all sides where there's not cabinet doors to get in the way. I call it a kitchen altar. I don't know what else to call it. I think I, I shared it on like the feed me fam recently, our Instagram for our private community or not recently, but this summer, like, Oh, what's on your altar. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> 
But we talked about this with David, the like little tray with olive oil and vinegar, et cetera. I would probably like if I really, truly what I should do is upgrade my tray. The one I had was a splurge. I bought it from Star Provisions in Atlanta when I was like 23 years old and broke. And it was like a big, big splurge, but I don't, and it's the perfect size, but also like, I don't know if I really love it anymore. I just am attached Mm -hmm. to it. And then also like splurging on nice olive oil. I'm all out of my Brightland and I'd love some more and I'd love to buy one of their little spouts for it and move my like very basic everyday olive oil to something else too. Yeah. Yeah. Makes such a difference. And you know what? Thinking about those splurge products, food Mm -hmm. products, these days, the packaging on some of it is gorgeous. So like Brightland with one of their pretty brass gold colored spouts, is a beautiful thing. To I would percent display it, not change it into anything. Yes, else. totally. I mean, even some like spice companies, the little can- canisters that they come in or, you know, so yeah. if you're going to splurge on like a little specialty food item, if it comes in something beautiful, display it, but Don't also spend extra money getting a different container in the same vein is like, if you have a Dutch oven that you bought because it's your favorite color, why is it in a cabinet all the time? Like, can yes. you put it on your stovetop? Yes. Or like Brian's mom started gifting me pottery pitchers, like for tea, et cetera. And we found this in this house, we finally found a place where instead of them being stored in a cabinet and like infrequently used to hold flowers, et cetera, I have a couple on the counter with like little steak knives and wooden spoons in them. And then the rest of them are displayed on top of a cabinet, like bringing out the things that you love so that you can see them and be reminded that you love them is very helpful. I agree. And free. I totally if you already agree. have them free. Free. We love free. <laughs> well, Megan, so many great ideas, but you know what I'm going to say, right? Yes, Our I think community so. It's also going to have a million ideas. They always do completely without fail. If you haven't already, please join our community. You can visit didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. We offer a free listeners group. So it's really easy. You don't have to pay a thing. And there's this fantastic community of people trading tips and tricks and all that good stuff. Also, though, if you're interested, we do offer a supporting membership and it comes with amazing perks, including two two mini episodes every month. We used to call them mini episodes, but I'm going to kind of stop They're really not mini. They're just <laughs> they're exclusive. exclusive. bonus episodes. Yes. They're exclusive AF. Live events, <laughs> lifetime access to a private Instagram feed, the one that Megan mentioned earlier, and quarterly giveaways. It is what? It is September. We're already working on the next one. We Ooh, guarantee that good. they're always, a, yeah, they're always a minimum of $300 worth or value this is gonna probably be more because our last one was worth six hundred dollars so join us yes and speaking of instagram again you can find us on instagram as at didn't i just feed you stacy said you can find me as megan underscore splawn and see some pictures of my new kitchen including i did an igtv like tour of the empty house so you can see yes, that we've done nothing to update it but don't forget that you can see at Stacy at Stacy <laughs> you can see more of Stacy's house and hopefully when they get into renovating the second the country house we'll yes. get to see a little bit of that uh, on Instagram where she's at Stacy Bellis and also Instagram is a great place 
to find a link to subscribe to our newsletter. And if you're not on Insta, subscribe to our newsletter right from our site. And speaking of subscribe, of course, the most important thing, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a single episode. A humongous thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. We love you, Sam. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Hey, Oliver. Yep. What's your favorite cheese? Pepper Jack. Oh, no, no, no. Mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella.